Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. And there's a whole lot of shaking going on. I'm Chip Chantry. What's going on, Chip? I am uh, I'm doing good and I'm ready to talk about this. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. We, ha- uh, we have Kahuna in studio. Today. Kahuna. What's you, up, sir? man? How are you? How are you guys doing? We're feeling good. We're feeling good. How about you? I'm all right. So uh, I know we're going to be talking about a real son of a bitch today. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Real ne'er-do-well. I, I literally, I messaged, I messaged Ken. I was like, can we, are we still allowed to make fun of him because he's still alive? And he's like, no, we can. Oh yeah. As long as he did. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think this gentleman is the type of guy to listen to podcasts. Could you imagine him listening to a podcast, just sitting there in a recliner, like in a robe that's basically open, but he also has a revolver on him. Yeah. Listening, listening to, I love rock and roll. Yeah. And he's getting mad. Making his list. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be up for it. Chip, why don't you introduce today's guest? All right. We got a very special one. He is a, a stand-up comedian and a writer. He is the co-host of the hit podcast, A Dangerous <laughs> Thing, uh, also co-hosted by yours truly, Chip Chantry. He's the host of the hilarious and informative web series, The Depressed Chef, and he died as a young child and came back as the ghost boy in Three Men and a Baby. James Heskey is here. <laughs> How's it James, going, guys? How it's are you, buddy? Good, good, good. Good to see you guys. Yeah. You see why I had Chip introduce you? I, cu- I couldn't have done that. Ah, well, I. you know what? You're right. Yes. <laughs> I would have been like, here's another fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, here's, I think you could get uh, our, uh, our topic on the show. I think you could get him here. I think he'll do the show. Get him on. I, as I, I think we could trick him into doing it. You I think, think that's. You def- think we yeah. get Jerry Lee Lewis on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Like just like just promise him like some like black some some cat like a catfish po boy and a and a, <laughs> and a bottle of Jim Beam and, and then just be like child pornography yeah and some child pornography and you're like <laughs> he's on <laughs> I didn't know if we could say the name yet I didn't know if it was like you do a reveal or what no, well you know what we I mean, like we. we do- we did in the beginning, but then we realized like you click on the thing and it's going right. to have the title with Jerry Lee Lou. It's like, you know, right. already as I soon really as you know. click on it, who it is. So yeah. the, the big reveal is is uh, it's become a tinier reveal over time, right. that, which which I'm familiar with those. <laughs> I hope some people are on here hoping that this was a, they just misread it and they thought it was about Jerry Lewis. And we're just going to talk about telethons and the day the clown cried. (laughs) (laughs) And we're calling him a pedophile. Yes. Uh, Another great man, Jerry Lewis. Um, There is. uh, Did you ever see that Jerry Lewis interview like right before he died where he he just went off on the the reporter who was asking him the dumbest questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I watched that. at least four or five times a year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an angry, angry man or was an angry, angry man. But the anger, like I think is still there just in the air hanging. He's not around, but like the anger just, he's it's palpable. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about Jerry Lee Lewis today. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, the, the pianist. One of the one of the founding fathers of rock and roll, one of the million dollar quartet. 
Yeah. He's $250,000 of that. Yeah. Possibly, uh, possibly the founding father of rock. I mean, it's really, it's like a coin flip, you know? Yeah. Between him and Chuck Berry. Yeah. Emphasis on father, like, as in like a priest, because he did some (laughs) goofy shit with kids. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. First, like, I want to, I want to say this about Jerry. Everybody knows, you know, like, okay, so he married, he married his 13 year old cousin. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would assume that, uh, uh, I don't know, pedophile. Do you want to say pedophile? Statutory rape? Yeah. Incest? Um, however you want to frame it. Like, you would assume, oh, that's probably the most terrible thing this guy's ever done. Yeah. And it 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 actually wasn't. As we started researching, I'm like, I don't know if it makes top five. Yeah. yeah. Cult- it's cult- it's what- cultural appropriation, number one. <laughs> 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 that's what we call the tip of the memphis iceberg is what it is it's uh he, by the way when he was confronted in england like that's when he basically introduced his wife and uh, who was his what second wife or third wife at the time we'll get third into wife. that so yeah he's been married seven times and yeah. uh, at 22 he married his first cousin's daughter mm-hmm. who was 13 right and he and like they get they get to like Heathrow or something like that in London and he's going to play a bunch of these shows go on this tour and they're like she's 13 he's like whoa 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 she's 15 <laughs> like <laughs> like that's right that might be my favorite part that's yeah that's that's how uh from that's how southern he was that he like he yeah. knew to lie about the age but he didn't know to lie to make it passably legal Right. Yeah, they asked her. They said, "Oh, who is this?" And she answered, not knowing that she shouldn't. She was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm his wife." And they were like, "How old are you?" And then he stepped in. He was like, "She's 15." 15. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's like it's like with the you know he did it with the same confidence of like when your dad is trying to get you a free meal at a buffet. He's like, "No." He's eight. You know what I mean? Like you're actually you're, you're obviously twelve, but he's like no, 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 no. He was he was he was born in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Well, with the exchange rate, she's my wife. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then that. Uh. So. Uh. The story. I guess we'll jump around here, but the story goes that. Um. He. He was. He was a very big star in America at the time, and he's going over for uh, a, a tour of the UK when when he marries. So here's here's the deal with the first three wives. Um, he marries a preacher's daughter when he is 15 and she's 17. Mm-hmm. Um, he's thinking that he's gonna become i guess he like has sort of flirted with religion his whole life while not living an entirely uh religious lifestyle and that's my favorite part like this keeps coming up through his life where like he literally had arguments while he was recording great balls of fire he's like this isn't religious like this is sacrilegious i shouldn't be doing this yeah, but like, yet he kept doing it I'm and gonna, did awful things. I'm gonna send my own fans to hell. Yes, that's yeah. what, like that's what he was worried about. Yeah, um, what he said. 
he yeah so he he's things it's so funny that it's like like you've got half like yeah you're probably going to hell um it's not because uh you played boogie woogie piano (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like you've got you've got the sentiment right but you're you're focusing on some of the wrong on the wrong stuff like yeah rock and roll music is okay uh yeah, yeah. Uh, banging your cousin's daughter when she's supposed to be taking a spelling test isn't. <laughs> um, uh, well, we'll get into it a little later. That's that's not even close to uh, the worst. <laughs> of, no, of the worst treatments of some of his wives. No. Um, so uh, he so he marries a preacher's daughter. He's 15. She's 17. Um he wants to he wants to become a preacher but he can't he keeps sneaking in to it's just like the movie if you ever saw great balls of fire he's as as a kid he's sneaking into um the black nightclubs and hearing hearing this music that is uh that's doing something to him you know that that he he can't get rid of yeah. um like Sugar Hill Gang, um, yeah. that's where he's yeah, that's where he's hearing, hearing hip hop for the first time, right? Yes, yes, in uh, in nineteen fifty five, two live crew, uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes a break dancer. <laughs> you might be thinking a crush groove. Um, I get those. I may have researched the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I researched Jerry Heller, uh, yeah. <laughs> NWA's manager. No, so um, he, so he he thinks that he wants to become maybe a preacher. He gets thrown out of uh, seminary school because he he can't stop playing boogie woogie piano. Like that's <laughs> yeah. They were so mad. They were like, that's not meant to. He apparently, I don't know if you saw this, he was so good on the piano. He had a cousin who played the piano. And one day he sits down at it, having never played it before, and starts playing um, Silent Night, Holy Night, and like a very passable Mm -hmm. version. And he just, like from his head, sort of started playing on the keys and figured it out. And then uh, his parents, his dad is like, holy shit, I think we've got like a prodigy here, mortgages his house to buy a piano. Yeah. Which, and this has got to be, um, what, I guess in the late 30s or 40s or something. Yeah, it got it had to be early. I think he was born in 35. Right. Maybe. So, so, yeah. So, so this like has got to be. Probably. Yeah. Um, and by the way, mortgaging your house to buy a piano, something like either houses didn't cost enough back then or pianos yeah. cost way too much. Yeah, like that's that- that's some Blues Brothers. <laughs> I traded the car for a microphone bullshit. <laughs> Why not get a little Casio keyboard? Yeah, I mean, it's the 40s. They got him. Yeah, get him a Moog. They. Okay. And by the way, one of his cousins that he learned how to play the piano with was Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Yes, the, the televangelist. The televangelist who had his own set of problems is is this guy's cousin. Yes, another another and, another man of God. And you know who else? You know who his other cousin was? It was a 13-year-old girl they banged 
<laughs> did you get I've uh did you ever see the, um they have a interview an old interview with Jimmy Swaggart where he's talking about it, it had to have been tough for Jimmy Swaggart you know like uh, I'm this I'm this you know pious man of god and then I've got this hell raising cousin yeah who's super rich and famous and mm-hmm. is probably donating a lot of money to me so I got to figure out how to but I just saw a clip of uh, Jimmy Swaggart being interviewed in the 70s talking about him marrying his 13-year-old cousin. And Jimmy Swaggart was like, well, in his defense, she was an awfully mature 13. Oh. <laughs> like, oh okay. Okay, man of God. That's like an argument you hear for uh, trying to get like, like, why you're like, why is that kid still on the little league team at the little league world series? Like, oh. not why are you married yeah. to that? Guy? Yes, <laughs> to that yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like one of those like uh Cuban kids, you can't tell how old they are. Yeah, he's got sure 13 year old. Yeah, yeah. The guy pitching has like a full beard and mustache and yeah. credit score. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigarette. <laughs> There's there's just a, like an amusement park ride that just says you must be married to Jerry Lee Lewis to ride this ride. You know, like, yeah, just <laughs> so um, they mortgage the house to buy a piano and then his dad would throw the piano in back of a truck and the two of them would just drive to anywhere where it looked like there were people and they would set up the piano like on the corner of the street and Jerry Lee would play and then the dad would pass the hat around and they said they would make more money in one session than the dad brought home in a week. Jeez. This is how I became a comedian, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What do they, they mortgage the house to get that mic for you. Yeah. We got a mic and a, and a, and a speaker. And then I would just go out and tell, and tell uh, dick jokes. (laughs) (laughs) They they mortgage the house to get me one of those arrows that looks like it's sticking out of my head. (laughs) I've got happy feet. Well, you know, this is funny, too, because when I was like seven or eight, I was walking home from piano lessons and a guy threw me in the back of his truck. (laughs) And then I don't remember what happened for like two weeks. Fun fact, it was Jerry Lee Lewis. It was Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, so back to uh, so back. So he marries this preacher's daughter when she he's 15. She's 17. Um, He gets thrown out of Bible school. They're like, you got the devil's music in you, boy. And uh, then at 19, he marries again, which, by the way, is very close to just becoming it was almost the plot of Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a great musician, like in like in seminary school. Um, he gets married a second time without divorcing the first wife. So at 19, he is already a bigamist. Mm-hmm. Um. That one doesn't work out. He eventually divorces the first wife and then marries uh, the 13-year-old while not divorced yet from the second wife. So now at 22, married to a 13-year-old, he's uh, twice, he's a two-time bigamist. Um, I don't, I... 
I don't think it's bigamy. He just doesn't like to do paperwork. I think I get. Yeah, I I get that. That I get. He's just like, yeah, I'm done. Like, it's like it's like when you quit your job at McDonald's, you just stop going. Yes. Like you didn't give your notice. You just you just you just you just didn't go anymore. I feel like that's kind of his that's his view. His view of marriage is like our view of a summer job. (laughs) (laughs) So he so he's. Uh, at the point that he marries the cousin, he is one of the biggest stars in America um, mm-hmm. and pretty much his his only rival really is Elvis. Yeah. Um, then they leave for the UK tour at this point, And it's like, you know, I forget what the year is. It's not, like late fifties. Yeah. You, Cause he's, I think he was like 22. So this is probably like 57, 58, something like that. And then there was the time that Elvis went into the military for a few years. And so like, this was his time to shine. Like he was like, Oh, I'm going to even get one up on the Well, he was at, at that point, he was like the, the scandal had already happened at that point. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah so that was he's, a later. Yeah. he's, uh, he's making $10,000 a night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before he leaves for the UK with the child bride. Oh, what'd that, you make at the stress factory last night, Ken? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it was a it was a door deal. Okay. So um, after I paid out the comics, mm-hmm. uh, I think I actually owe Vinnie Brand money somehow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, have to, you have to clean his Ms. Pac-Man <laughs> machine. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so he's going, he's making $10,000 a night, which, you know, that's a lot of money now. Uh, yeah. You know, um, at least for comics. It's uh, almost as much as I make. Yeah. <laughs> um, In the healthcare. Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, I, I, I forgot to announce this. Uh, James Heskey is also Coldplay. He is Coldplay. <laughs> he goes by that name. Because by the name Coldplay. Um, he. Uh, so- I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the rest of this episode in falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian Wilson. Let's see you try. <laughs> he. Uh, they go to England. It's a disaster. You know, they're like, "Hey, who's that girl?" You know, and then the rest is history. So he goes, and then they're flying back to America. So then, the whole entire UK tour cancels. After they cancel, he announces that he's leaving. He was like, well, I'm not doing those concerts. Like, yeah, no shit. They just told you you're not doing those concerts. Yeah. And then uh, him and the wife are expecting. They were like, oh, we don't know what's up with the British. But, you know, when we get back to America, they're going to be so happy we're back. Yeah. And uh, they weren't. They even, you know, (laughs) they were like, hey, uh that it seems like marrying a 13 year old cousin is is maybe a bridge too far and he he went from rivaling elvis presley to um uh getting blacklisted he he was he was blackballed uh dj's dj's refused to play his records he went from playing uh theaters for $10,000 a night to like playing clubs that nobody had heard of for two three hundred dollars a night yeah. which is um which would still be pretty good money for comedy today yeah 
It would be great money for comedy today. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> um, I got to marry my 13-year-old cousin. Uh, yeah, that's very weird. Like, what what do you think's the creepier part? The 13-year-old or the cousin yeah. part? Like, that's... It's I mean, tough because I'm like, oh, it's so obviously the 13-year-old. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, but now I'm trying to picture being married to my cousin's kid. Right, like, how do I want to get me too is what you're saying. Yes. Like, what, what's, if you're going to, which is the way, like, I mean, he, it's a double shot for him. There's no. Uh, I, I think it's, you're missing the obvious. It's, it's going to England. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. I am. Um, I'll tell you what he, he never, to his credit, he never once backed down and was like, oh, I could see how people might be a little turned <laughs> off to this. He was just like, I watched uh, an interview with him from the 80s. And and they asked him, they were like, hey, what were your audience? When you initially started uh, playing rock and roll, what were your audiences like? And he was like, well... Uh, they were so young, I had to marry them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, oh, man. You almost have to respect somebody that digs in their heels that much. Yeah. And then uses his heels to play the piano. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> the guy's flexible. It's like the Jonas cousin fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's like he's an easy it's an easy guy to goof on, but um the I at least in my the music is so good. Like I I I've been listening. I went down a, a rabbit hole these last few days and I'm like, "Oh, the, the music was so it's just so good. It, those records still sound great to me." It's it's what I like to call diner music. Like it's the exact song you want to hear when you walk when you're just like in the middle of nowhere pull off the road, not even on a highway. Like you're just somewhere out in the woods. You just, you go into this backwoods diner at like three in the afternoon. There's three other people in there. You want to hear a Jerry Lewis cut, Jerry Lee Lewis cut on it. And he was getting, uh, he was getting banned from the radio before the cousin thing. Yeah. Like, Cause the lyrics were too suggestive. Mm -hmm. Whole lot of shaking going on caused yep. quite a stir. Mm-hmm. They were like, we know what shaking means. Yes. Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine trying to release uh, WAP back then? <laughs> 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 no, or uh, or wet ass pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to my sister the other day. Uh, um. I was telling my daughter's super in the kids bop, you know, where, oh, where yeah, little yeah. kids just sing uh, little kid versions of, of pop songs. It's horrifying. It's terrible. And uh, I was telling my sister, I was like, yeah, I can't believe they did a the kids bop uh, version of WAP. <laughs> and my sister was like, they did. But how I was like, yeah, but it's instead of a wet ass pussy, it stands for wide ass pony. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
my sister, I would listen to that. My sister's so gullible, though. She was like, they still snuck the word ass in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, an ass is kind of like a donkey, which is like a pony. I was uh, not to brag, but I was performing in Boise and uh, (laughs) next to the Buffalo Wild Wings, where I would spend my afternoon there. uh, There some in some theater or whatever there was apparently that same weekend live kids bop and the ninth circle of hell that i was imagining that was happening in there i was like uh, i can't imagine what that like an auto just a auto-tuned like 13 year olds yeah yeah songs yeah uh, like that would like i still get nightmares yes. thinking about what that was like so like, that would be the worst possible idea that you could think like it would be you know what i mean like it would be it's only slightly less terrible than seeing maroon five you know like it's like (laughs) uh, you know what i mean like the kids bop version of moves like jagger is just got to be slightly less terrible slightly more terrible yeah it's just up half a register just a tiny bit worse and even worse the idea of afterwards Jerry Lee Lewis sitting there trying to propose to one of the performers. <laughs> um, we should do a kids' bop episode. Yeah, I, I think I'm, we need to go through and see. Yeah, um, we uh, we're not going to do that. No, okay. Um, <laughs> maybe a Wiggles episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the audience was so young, I had to marry one of them. Oh, God, what a... He was uh, he was so unrepentant, though, uh, about everything that, that it almost wins you over. He, yeah. He, um, he, you know, so he gets discovered. He, he, he walks into Sun Records and asks to speak to... Uh, oh, what was the name of the dude that owned Sun Records? Phillips. Uh, Phillips is it Sam Phillips Sam Phillips uh, Sam Phillips right yeah yeah and asked to speak to him like he was away and then he just played for an engineer there and they were like oh yeah I think uh I think he's gonna wanna I think he's gonna wanna meet you um and then he just went to work as a session musician started cutting his own records and then it was a uh, whole lot of shaking going on I think yeah, that kind of blew the doors open. I think I read that single sold a million copies in ten days. Jeez. Holy shit. Which is uh That's a lot. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, how long did it take you to sell a million copies of your first record? Uh I my my dad still gives some CDs away to his friends. Uh <laughs> so I'm up to like 350, I think. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's I was when I released my last album, I just released it digitally. It was number one on the iTunes comedy charts for about a day or two. And then a few weeks later, I was finding out exactly what those numbers look like. Like I thought, what if did a few thousand people download it? Maybe, uh, maybe a few hundred. It was like 40 people. Like that's how many people oh, actually that, buy oh, wow. albums. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um. So, yeah, so he like so his career basically just nosedives for years, nosedives for years. 
And then he's like, you know who don't mind marrying your cousin? Country music fans. Yes. Yeah. He was like, he was like, there is an audience for me. Yeah. And he and and you touched on this before. So there there is a there's a few years there uh in between uh the the cousin uh fucking thing blowing up in his face, as it usually will. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then so right then his career nosedives, like you said, Elvis goes into the army. Mm-hmm. Uh so his career hits pause. Little Richard gives up rock and roll and goes into the ministry and becomes a preacher and Chuck Berry, uh, who we've covered before is, uh, in prison for his own, uh, banging a minor, uh, problem with the law. So Jerry Lee Lewis, like a problem just in general, not just with the law. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thank you for pointing that out, James. With yeah. Jesus, you're, you can, you're you're allowed yeah. to say Jesus on those podcasts. I yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> With Christ Almighty. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a period there where he is he's literally the only one still out there, uh, mm-hmm. but he's out there making two hundred fifty dollars a night. Yeah, and um. Wait, what about Buddy Holly or like, let's say Richie Valens <laughs> or maybe like the big. Bo- oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. They were, well, you know, so a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I still re- speaking, speaking of uh, exemplary human beings, uh, did you ever get into the dude that uh, did American Pie? Oh, yeah, John he's around McLean. He's a real piece he's of work, real piece of shit. Did you? I just read an he article won't about, talk that. about it, right? He won't talk about it. And somebody just his daughter will. It's his daughter doesn't <laughs> shut up about it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I will. Somebody was just talking. I read an article about like he had an opening act in the late 70s and he was just a just a dick to him. Uh, I'm trying to think of the exact story. But yeah, he was a the man's a real piece of work. Yeah. So he he's the only one out there kind of still pushing it. And he said, this what? He- by the way, real quick, before we move on with this, what weird shit do you think Buddy Holly would have gotten into? If he lit like was it drugs, underage girls? It seems like underage or, or girls think, was like the big thing for for the them. big thing because there wasn't video games back then. So <laughs> like I. It, <laughs> so so, yeah, like I, it does Buddy Holly stay on the straight and narrow for his entire career or like I, I think we always picture Buddy Holly as this like great kid great musician clean cut super talented guy but like does he become an asshole in the late 60s and just you know go go you know i don't know shoot shoot five people or something like that i don't know who knows yeah i don't know but if he was still around he would have voted for trump (laughs) (laughs) um so then like rock kind of stagnates and it's like I saw an interview where uh, it was actually kind of funny. Jerry Lee Lewis was like, then you turn on the radio and all it is, it's dudes named Bobby. It was like Bobby Darren and Bobby V. And uh, there was one more. But yeah, Bobby Vinton, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Darren, Vinton. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Rydell. 
Bobby Rydell. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, you couldn't get on the radio unless your name was Bobby. Uh, and then, you know, I think that was like also like Pat Boone kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like that yeah. nonsense. It's like bu- bubblegum stuff. Yeah. Um, so rock is sort of stagnated until uh, the British invasion. Then the Beatles, the Beatles perform on uh, Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then those yeah. those British acts, the British invasion acts are so um open about their American influences and Chuck Berry and Elvis and little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis are always, you know, Oh, we love your pedophiles. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best pedophiles. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those British guys, uh, went down that road too. I listen though to, you know, in, in their, never mind. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say in their, in their go defense, ahead. in them, in, <laughs> in their defense. Here, uh, let me just, let me just turn off my, let me just turn off my video for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life expectancy wasn't as long back then. So it was like, all right. So like 13 was really like, you know, 15 and a half. Well, okay, yeah, I will give you that because like you read, you read like at first I thought it was funny, but then it's not when you're when I was reading up on Jerry Lee Lewis. It's like when he turned 22, he married his third wife and you're like, he's he's 22 and already on his third wife. Like, that's because, yeah, because I mean, he's, of course, still alive and at 86 years old now. But, you know, he's living to 40. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So then um, somebody whispers in his ear, like you said, like, hey, you know where uh, your act might go over uh, to a more forgiving audience is country. Yeah. And so he starts cutting these country albums and he becomes uh, like the biggest country star in the world for Mm -hmm. a period of time. And he's just got uh, single after single going to number one on the country charts. Yeah. And then, um, but also during the British invasion, he, then he, he's a regular carry underage. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the title. <laughs> Where, how popular is he on a, like on a scale of, let's say like Garth Brooks to Chris Gaines. He was, <laughs> yeah. He was uh, he was more Garth Brooks than than okay. Chris Gaines. Yeah, really point. popular. Okay. And then and then with the with the British invasion and the renewed interest in the early rock, now there's a period of time where he's just he's charting on the pop charts, the R and B charts, and the country charts mm-hmm. all at the same time. And his wife's like 19 by this point. So it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I saw an interview with her and uh, she seemed very, uh, she seemed very defensive of Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. yeah. And this was an interview taken, I'm I'm guessing in the nineties. Okay. Cause they, I want to say they divorced in like 70, I think maybe 1970 ish. Somewhere around there. Yeah, they they stayed married for a long time. They had two uh, kids, I think. They, Apparently, he was pretty abusive with her. Yeah, 
Um, And, uh, but she said, she was like, listen, you know, she was like, okay, like looking back, I don't think anybody should ever marry a 13 year old girl. Yeah. But I did love him and uh, I did stay married to him for a long time. She was like, I still love him. You know, it just didn't work out, but he'll always be my first love. And cousin. (laughs) And first cousin. (laughs) He'll always be my first love once removed. Yeah. Um. (laughs) <laughs> uh now uh they divorce and it's when he gets to his fourth and fifth wives that things mm-hmm. get a little hairy mm-hmm. um the fourth wife uh i don't know how long they were married um but she's the first one to divorce him and successfully sue and get a pretty big settlement mm-hmm and uh i'm guessing he didn't like that and then uh there's a phone call between them where i guess i don't know if she received some of the settlement i don't it wasn't like a lump sum like he had to pay out alimony or whatever and then there's they're coming up on a date where he's got to pay out a lot of money to her mm-hmm. and they're on the phone talking about it and he was like Oh, you don't have to. He's like, it doesn't matter because you're never actually going to get to spend it because they're going to find your body at the bottom of a lake or something. Yeah. And then uh, days later, they find her body at the bottom of a swimming pool, which um, is not a a lake, not a lake, not a lake in his defense, not a lake, not a lake. Yeah, but he's innocent. It's not a lake. But still mysterious. You know what I mean? Like if somebody was like on September 10th talking to somebody at Canner Fitzgerald that they owed money to and they were like, mm-hmm. well, you don't have to worry about it because helicopters are going to crash into the Twin Towers tomorrow. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like it wasn't totally what he's, but it's still pretty on. on it's pretty on. It's yeah. pretty on the nose. That she's at the bottom of a pool. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if if I know Jerry Lee Lewis as well as I think you do, that was an above ground pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he had a he had a fame. He, it wasn't oh, he his the, pool. He had the, the, the piano shaped pool. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that his dad took a mortgage out on to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, things don't go. Uh, nearly as I was gonna say, nearly as well. Uh, but no, things <laughs> things didn't go well for any of these broads. Uh, things don't go well for the fifth wife either. No. Um, her name, uh, Sean Stevens. And by the way, so he just walks from this pool incident, like it's just mysterious. And there, there was never okay. even. Yeah, yeah. She's just at the bottom of a pool, and sometimes people go there. Yeah, the bottoms of pools. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people drown in a lot of grown ups drown in swimming pools. Yeah, um, uh, the, the the only coroner report said that uh, according to a witness right before she went down, there was a whole lot of shit. OK, never mind. <laughs> Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. The the next wife, Sean Stevens, uh, he is married to her now. He's I want to say she's like 21, 22. He's like 45. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. still, you know, at, at, listen, at, at least she's legal and they're mm-hmm. not related. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, things don't, th- this marriage starts off on, in a very rocky place. Oh, if you uh, say she's Irish, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's abusive. The, the family comes to visit bef- before the wedding. And uh, the girl's sister, uh, his, his fiance's sister says something to him. And he slaps the sister in the face. Yeah. Which, like, okay, I'm sure he also did some bad things in his life. But, um, (laughs) you know, he slaps one tally for Jerry Lee. (laughs) He slaps the sister in his face, in her face. And he was like, he was like, you better tell your sister, you know, like meaning the the Sean who he was going to marry to watch it. They don't call me the killer for nothing. Why do you think they call me that? And it was like, you, you have to, you, it's like, I just want to sit him down and be like, you have to stop saying the quiet parts out loud. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you just, you don't have to be that on point. Like you can just be vague, make a vague threat. Right. Yeah. Um, you better not do that, sis. Yeah. Pre- pretty see- sneaky, sis. Yeah. Just like keep it to the connect for commercial banter, Jerry. Um, um and, but by the way, he slaps her and then basically turns around and tries to get a threesome between with the two sisters. Yes, with the two sisters. Yeah. Right. Which if if I know anything about threesomes with sisters and and slapping one of the sisters in the face, mm-hmm. do the threesome first. Like it's yeah. it's right. tough. Right. It's tough to go in that or like it's tough Uphill to start. Battle. Yeah. Order, order of operations like PEMDAS or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. there's like <laughs> you gotta stick to that. Like my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah. Yes. Please uh please excuse my dear aunt slap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like you remember uh the Mel Gibson voicemails that were yes. uh-huh. my favorite when Mel Gibson screaming at that Russian lady mm-hmm. um I'm coming to burn your house to the ground, but first you'll blow me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's he's got the order right because it's a rock tough. Song if I've ever heard one, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like a oh, like a kid rock song. Oh god, yeah. Um, that's the correct. That's the correct order of opera. You can't burn a lady's house down and then be like, "How about you get down on this?" Yeah. Nut? You know, like that's. Yeah. Ken, you just told me that quote like you've never seen my lower back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so he tries after after slapping the sister across the face he tries striking up a threesome that doesn't go well no um they are married i think for a total of 77 days and um one night she she has a dog that she like he he buys her a dog and yeah. she loves the dog so much. And then he takes it away because she loved it. He was jealous of a dog. Mm-hmm. A Shih Tzu, I believe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Or Lapsu Apsu. I think a Lapsu. Yeah. One of those little guys. Um, they're married 77 days. And then she. Called. But they were all, they also dated for a while, too. Like she was a she was a waitress. And then like he courted her and they were like together for a while. And then they they he like they left and got back together. Like, I feel like there was this like, it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It was never good. It no, was never she, a good she, thing. 
it's funny. She she settled. Like she didn't yeah. want to be married to Jerry Lee Lewis, but he yeah. was he was um super aggressive in courting her, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. I'm sure laying on all that southern charm. She actually had a boyfriend her own age who like worked in a factory who she was in yeah. love with and never got over. And but, but apparently like his parents hated her for some reason, like didn't like her. So like he just it, like he, he wouldn't marry. It was it was. Yeah, it was just a it was, yeah. it was a rough situation. the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. she basically was like, well, if I can't be with this dude, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll at least I'll be taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. financially or whatever. And he like he's just physically exhausting. Like he's just a physically exhausting part. Like he would just like he would wake up in the afternoon. He would go either like do a show or just party and then always end up at that one nightclub and just play and just want everybody to love him like all night. And he would stay up all night and like come home and like it'd be like three in the morning and he would like start waking her up, smacking her around mad that there wasn't dinner on the table at three in the morning. Yeah. And then want to stay up and play piano for him and his friends. You know, and just, I mean, it was just right. He, I think he, she said, like, well, of all the times that they were together, like throughout the whole courtship and everything, there was, or maybe this was the first wife, or like the the, the child, first, the child bride, the yeah, fourth yeah, yeah. wife. The, yeah, like it was like the entire time we were together for all those years, it was like three nights he just stayed home with me and the kids, like three nights out of all that span of years was like one of the wives said that. And like, the thirteen-year-old had a bedtime. <laughs> she did have a curfew. That is true. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Yeah, and he had kids with her, so it was like yeah. all, all three of you have to. He was uh, like, yeah. can put put them to bed, and then you have to be asleep by nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure to to yeah. put on a. So um, so this girl Sean, she 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 moves in. They get married. Uh. Apparently the wedding isn't doesn't go very well. He he's an asshole to her family. He he tells her he tells yeah. her listen tell your family he is he is his own jet I guess at that point he's like oh tell yeah, your family his own Lear. to they just get themselves here and I'll fly them home and then like they got there for the wedding and then he was like I'm not giving you my like fuck you and they had to like borrow money from the daughter to rent a car to to drive all the way back to Michigan it was yeah. it was called the great balls of flyer <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool i'm done That's it for me. guys uh this has been i love rock and roll thank you so much for sorry okay um, uh, uh, this is Captain Rogers speaking. Uh, we're at uh, 30,000 feet. Uh, just uh, be prepared. If you can just uh, buckle your seatbelts, there'll be a whole lot of shaking going on for the next few miles. Uh. <laughs> we have if, thrown if, James if the oxygen mask. Of- the oxygen mask comes down. Uh, you will be left breathless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, p- please make sure you put on your own mask before you put on your child bride. <laughs> 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 so then one night in the middle of the night, three in the morning, uh, Sean's mother gets a phone call from her. I forget where, where did they, where did Jerry Lee Lewis live? Was it like Mississippi or? Yeah, I think it was like Mississippi. And he's, he's, like- he owns the town. Like the entire yeah. town is in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And Sean's mom gets a call that they, they live in Detroit. She gets a call at three in the morning and her sis and her daughter is like, Hey, uh, I have to leave him. He's crazy. 
Uh, he's super abusive. I can't take this anymore. I'm scared for my life. And then the mom, and by the way, I don't, I don't know that this is the best uh, example of momming I've ever heard. Right. right. The mom was like, Hey, it's three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> can you call tomorrow? Call me back tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, that same mom, the sister at one point, like before this, the sister told the mom that Jerry Lee Lewis like <laughs> slapped her, like slapped Sean. And, and the mom was like, don't get in the middle of business. Maybe she got him angry. Like yeah, that was literally yeah, the mom. Yeah. Yeah. The mom was like, well, I'm sure he has a side of the story. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, then she calls the the dude that she want the dude who she felt she belonged with. Mm-hmm. She calls his sister at like three in the morning and is like, do you think there's any chance this dude will take me back because I'm leaving Jerry Lee? He had a concert scheduled in Michigan and she was like, hey, I'm going to be in Michigan like whatever, like next week. Can, can we meet up? Will you come? I'll get you tickets, but please come. I want to talk to you. I want to see if there's any chance I can reconcile. Yeah. And uh, she's like front row. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to come help save you unless they're really good seats. I better not be in the yeah. balcony um, <laughs> in the middle of the phone call. The, the line goes dead. So she's in the middle of being like, hey, I'm scared for my life. And the line goes dead. And that is the last anybody hears from her. Um, Several hours later, the police are called into Jerry Lee Lewis's home. And her body is now found in the guest room as if she was sleeping, but not under the covers. Like, yeah, she was obviously placed there. Right. Like she was just placed on top of blanket, you know, and Mm. she's wearing um, lingerie, which feels uh, creepy to me. Right. Um, and there is, there's blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, they find, they find a bag of her bloody clothes. They find bloody, uh, gauze stuff somewhere in the bathroom. It's like, if, if, if you're a, if you've been listening to us for a long time, you remember the Spade Cooley episode, it, it sounded like not quite as brutal, but. This, like a similar type of crime scene there there was she had bruising up and down her arms there was blood caked under her fingernails and her fingernails were all like screwed up like she was fighting you know fighting something yep. off and and there was uh, there was visible marks on her neck mm-hmm. and um the, and then Jerry had what looked like blood on his i think robe and his slippers yeah yeah, yeah. and he had he had blood on his hand and then oh and it, yeah and his his hands were all cut up too yes yeah. And then the police chief, who is up for, I want to say he's up for re-election, mm-hmm. and Jerry Lee Lewis is his biggest contributor, uh, uh, you know, financially. The police chief shows up and is like, hey, what happened? And Jerry Lee Lewis is like, I don't know. She laid down to sleep and then uh, died. And we found her like this. And the police chief was like, well, it's good enough for me. Um the police chief doesn't write any of this shit in his report or it does go in his report, but the report never sees the light of day. He also spends like an hour behind closed doors with Jerry. Yeah. And nobody knows what happened in that conversation. Right. As if they're just getting a story straight. Yeah. Um, the coroner 
isn't like the normal coroner isn't called. They they call in some other like rookie dude. And then I guess somebody whispered to him like the county will pay for an autopsy, but they've got a limit. So it's like 200. I think there it's, it was like a $260 limit is the most they'll spend on an autopsy. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Lee Lewis says, no, 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 no. I want I want the best autopsy money can buy. So they're like, okay. So he pays like twenty five hundred for an autopsy. But what what that does is it makes it a private transaction. So the autopsy report's never released. Yeah. I don't I don't know that it's been seen to this day. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't get filed through the county. Uh. There is a um. Uh, there's a grand jury investigation. They are given, they don't see the police report. They don't see the evidence. And, um, but, if, but what if he was like broke at the time and he has to do like a Brady Bunch thing where he has to go out and like win a song contest? To raise money <laughs> <for the autopsy? laughs> now that's exactly $2,500 for an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> like the one that's on, like, like now that's the, like, the biopic guys- I want to see. <laughs> you guys, you got you're really great, kid. What's your name? What do we call you? We call ourselves the Silver, I don't know, Bullets. So, yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry to break that horrific uh story. <laughs> Of where you're like, yeah, the 13 year old child bride got off easy. She made off the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 She like went on to live a normal life. Uh, um, so, you know, I'm not saying that Jerry Lee Lewis for sure killed this lady, but I think it was worth digging into uh, more than they did. So nobody, mm-hmm. the police reports didn't come out until after the grand jury cleared him. Yeah. And um, the night of the grand jury clearing him, he is uh, at his nightclub that that he frequents and he's got a woman on each arm and he's drunk and he's singing something about uh, I told her if she ever left me, I'd have two more in my bed. Yeah. And it was like the day after the funeral. Yeah, and they're each like each girl's like, please don't marry me. Please don't marry me. Please don't marry me. <laughs> um so the he, wives four and five die under extremely uh extremely Sh- mysterious shady, shady circumstances. circumstances. And then wife six <laughs> he's married to for twenty years. Oh yep. well that's nice. Mm-hmm. Can't figure it out. You know, he yep. was probably like, all right, like third time they're going to they're going to be on to me. I, yeah. I got to. Yeah, I got to get off with two. But by, by the way, uh, that article that you had sent in Rolling Stone, first of all, is the longest article that I've ever read in my entire life. It took life, me an hour. It took like an hour to read that article. Right? It, it's it was so long. I, I finished it right before we recorded because I was like, it was literally like it was like 530 or something or 430 and I was like oh I got plenty of time to read this because I was reading up other stuff and I was like now I can sit down and read this one and like I was rushing to finish my favorite part because it was written in the early mid 80s when this happened and my favorite part was that they described his house and that he had a lake back behind him and this is the early 80s he said and there was a lake out back with a jet ski it's like a kicky little snowmobile for the water yeah (laughs) (laughs) um can, can I say my can, the the one little fact that I, 
that I found that was uh, just a fun, fun little fact. Fun fact. Uh, that at some point he got into a fight with Elvis and drunkenly showed up at his house at the gates and ha- like Elvis, like he showed up with a gun and Elvis made his guards take him away and like called the Elvis called the yeah. cops on him and had him yeah. arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And he got mad uh, that Elvis called the cops on him, even though he basically said, I'm going to fucking kill you, Elvis. He's he's, <laughs> he's he, at the gate. He drunk drive. He drunk drives to the gates of Graceland at is three in the morning, waving a gunner. Everything's at three in the morning with this dude. He's got a gun in one hand and I think a champagne bottle in the other. <laughs> That's seriously, and he apparently is, there should be a statue of Jerry Lee Lewis. And just doing that, we, yeah, that just a bronze statue of Jerry Lee Lewis in and a, Mississippi the, or whatever. And apparently, the gate guard, who is of course like Elvis's third cousin that he didn't marry, uh, apparently like he saw Jerry Lee Lewis, and he I think he tried to throw the champagne bottle out the car window, but but the the window is up, so he just smashed <laughs> the window. <laughs> That's funny too. Like you're again, like you're focused on the wrong thing. Like don't get rid of the champagne bottle. Get rid of the gun. Get rid of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it was. I think it was later when somebody like they, t- you know, he t- Jerry Lee claimed that he was just going to visit Elvis, and somebody had el- asked Elvis like, "Did do you feel bad about like calling the cops on him or having taken away?" And he's like. No, he came. He came to my place with a gun. It really hurt my feelings. I think that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a uh, the founding fathers of rock were all sensitive little bitches. They, they really were. Um, and this was like at the end of Elvis's life too. Like yeah, Elvis they, was dead was within a year. Dead within yes. yeah, a few yeah. months. Um, and he, di- speak and of- he, he died choking on his wheatgrass supplement. <laughs> yes, he did, as one does. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, that whole incident with him crashing through the gates of Graceland was a week after. Uh, oh, no, a week before he apparently, quote unquote, accidentally shoots his bass player in the chest twice. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and the bass player lives, lives yeah. and then sues and sues him for it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he claims he claims that Elvis told him like, "Hey, you should come over to Graceland and hang out tonight." So he does, but then he can't get in, and he starts waving his gun around and he's threatening to blow Elvis away. The cops come arrest him, and uh, he's telling he 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 said he was like, "Oh, I think Elvis just forgot that he invited me over." Yes. And it's like, you don't think he, yeah, you don't think he would have remembered. But then I'm like, you know what? To be fair, like, it's very possible Elvis, like, he, he was probably, you know, these guys were all uh, on speed. Like, they were were all in a room where he's thigh deep in pills. (laughs) Just like, just swimming in them. Pills and fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just just doesn't know which one he's grabbing, but he's putting a, a bunge in his mouth. Yeah, it's possible that Elvis did call and tell him to come over. It's mm-hmm. possible Jerry Lee thinks he did like that. Like any any answer you give me, I'd be like, well, that seems reasonable. Every yeah. place I show up, I am waving a bottle of champagne and a gun. Yes. Yeah, That's how you'll, I you'll get it. You'll get attention. Morning. You'll get press for sure. I'm brandishing or I'm nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and then and then a week later, he's celebrating his birthday, his forty first birthday, and uh, as as one does on on their birthday, he thinks it'll be fun to shoot the door to his mm-hmm. office, and he just unloads a revolver at the door separating his office from a hallway. It doesn't occur to him like, oh, maybe there's a fella standing on the other side of the door. <laughs> Shoots his bass player in the chest twice. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, um, but the, the dude survives, sues him, and then I think at one point rejoined the band. Yeah, I think so. Which is... You know what? Like I've had really got to need a gig. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of shitty bosses and I feel like I could put up with a lot, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. you shoot me in the chest twice. I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like I'm done. Right. Like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. That also happened uh, uh, to the proclaimers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in conclusion, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis you know, good guy. Listen, he's not a great guy. No. Um, but the yeah. the music is the music's fucking like I'm really good at separating the art from the artist when I like right. when I like the art. Mm-hmm. Right. When you like the art. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm like, I'll hear about R. Kelly and I'll be like, oh, that fucking monster should be locked up for the rest of his life. But then it's like, all right, so Jerry Lee Lewis was eccentric. it's some peccadillos he also has some very good um comeback albums like this century uh yeah people said like i think he had like a 2010 album that people were like it's one of his best 2007 i think it was called last man standing and it's Mm -hmm. it's duets with all of the rockers who he inspired uh, there is a great country song on there with Keith Richards called That Kind of Fool. He plays with Springsteen. He plays with Mick Jagger. Like, he plays with all the Stones separately, like Mick Jagger, Ron Wood, Keith Richards, Springsteen's on it, Robbie Robertson, Neil Young, uh, Kid Rock. like he- Taylor, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm the same way with separating art from the artist and liking the um, same, you know, it, it's, hard. it's hard. That's that's actually why I so enjoy John Hinckley's mu- music. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, we could probably get him guy. on. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. He's be a Jersey game. guy now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think In so. New York or Brooklyn? Uh. Yes, yeah, so that's um did did we miss anything? So meanwhile, Jerry Lee Lewis is uh 90 years old at this point and still Here's here's uh how old this dude is. I thought this was interesting. Um he has uh one of his kids, I think with the cousin. They they call uh Jerry Lee, you know, he's Jerry Lee Lewis the second junior. Mm-hmm. And then he has a kid, I think, with the sixth wife, who's Jerry Lee Lewis the third. Yeah, yes. that's like weird, George, right? Because it's usually like George it's usually, stuff. Yeah, it's like usually it like, generational. I think Jerry Lee Lewis the second died. died. Yeah, he died in yes. a car crash. Car crash. Yeah. And then oh, and then he had another son uh, drown 
in, yes, in a swimming like, pool. When he was like three. When he was three. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what that kid was up to. Yeah. yeah. Um, you will finish your Cheerios or else they will find you, <laughs> you know at what, the bottom. Of, you know what that kid's name was, by the way? What? Steve Allen Lewis. That's uh, right. Jerry That's Lee right. Lewis was such a big fan of Steve Allen, the comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dude that he had the t- he was the original Tonight Show host before Johnny yeah, yeah. Carson. He named his son Steve Allen. Yeah, wow. uh, which is Chip. If you were to name uh, your kid after a comedian that you loved, um, I think yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think it would be like like Geechee Guy Chantry, <laughs> <laughs> James. Uh, Gallagher to Heskey. <laughs> Ken, Ken, how about you? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking carrot top, not even crants, like just one word. Just give them that. Just carrot, give them yeah, the just leg up. Top. Just, well, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Carrot yeah, top crants doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. You think he drowned the kid because he realized what a shitty name it was and just wanted to start over? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and then he named his next kid Jack Parr Lewis. <laughs> he did. He did the. He was the first one to do the Jalen O'Conan O'Brien thing. <laughs> he came back. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah let's, let's, let's. I don't know. Let, I messed this up. Let's yeah. start over. This is my daughter, Rip Taylor Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Me, my son, Vince Champ Chantry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I would say this is, my, that, this is my son Chip Chantry Chip Chantry. <laughs> uh, I would uh, I would say that if you've made it through this episode and you're still interested enough in his music to check anything out, um, check out live at the Star Club Hamburg. Uh, yeah, he he recorded a live album in. I want it. It's a 1964 live album and uh, it's in Hamburg, Germany at a little club. And it is uh, it is one of the best live rock albums I've ever listened to. I've actually been listening to it. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's great. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're if you're turned off by all the, the wife killing yeah. and the pedophilia, we, we get that, too. Yes. Yeah. Understood. If you like, you can like the music. Just if you match with him on Tinder, you know, I don't go on that date or swipe, swipe left. Yeah. 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 If you didn't like him because of that, obviously, uh, you know, find other artists, you know, maybe country artists like a Spade Cooley, for example. Maybe, you know, maybe that's Spade Cooley. I mean, there had to have been like not everybody was into underage girls back then or like Elv- yeah. no, Elvis was yeah, find somebody. Yeah. Somebody's got to be out there. Speaking of somebody out there. um, Ken, where can people find you? Um, out there, I will be. Uh, what a I transition! Don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just, just, uh, I don't know. Ken Kranz. Oh, we have we have another live I Love Rock and Roll show coming up. Oh at, yeah, at the stand. Special guest Spade Cooley, and Jerry Lee. <laughs> <laughs> that is June 29th. Uh, Wednesday, June 29th at seven o'clock at the stand. And then uh, I will be with Rich Voss at um, Stage Left in Mountainside, New Jersey, uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. So next week. What about you, Chip? What's 
uh, just at Chip Chantry. Find me at Chip Chantry on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Rock and Roll Pod, at Rock and Roll Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you've made it this far, you know, follow us too, or, or uh, you know, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe, get get our podcast each week. Smash, uh, and, uh, smash that smash subscribe that subscribe button. button. It and, was uh, last night at the show. I uh, we had a fan. I, yes. I had a fan come out to my show at Stress. Who? Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I I listen to uh, I love rock and roll, so I came to see your your live act." That's yeah, my great. favorite episode was the Spade Cooley one. I was so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't rip on our fans, Kahuna. What's yeah, wrong don't, with you? Our fans, <laughs> yeah. our fan. Don't our rip fan. on our fan. Don't rip on our fan. <laughs> <laughs> Listen real quick, uh, James, and you, yeah. so you guys have a podcast together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, uh, tell the can... people what that is. Uh, dang- a dangerous thing. Uh, every week we take a theme. So if you like this podcast, I think you'd like uh, our podcast. Uh, it's not necessarily just music based, but we take um, one theme and then Chip and I teach each other and the listener two uh, interesting stories sort of about that theme. Uh, I did. It, you learn just enough about it to go to a party, start to talk about it and then run out of things to say. Yeah. So that's, that's the sweet spot. That's, that's the, the level of knowledge I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just you have I, like all you need. Yeah. I just want to be interesting for three and a half minutes and, and, then, and then skulk off. Yeah. yeah. You go like, yes. did you did you know that uh, like uh, that the the CIA and banana growers overthrew the government in Guatemala? And then yeah. and, and then and like then not be able that. to answer a single follow up question. And, yeah. then, and then pretend that you get a phone call and walk to the yeah, other side. And of the just room. start texting like yeah. after that. I got to Yeah. My um. hang on. My uh, my fifth wife died. <laughs> <laughs> Mysteriously drowned again. Drowned, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, keeps happening. Well, James, uh, I hope I, I hope that I hope that uh, you're at a party someday soon and you're able to be like, hey, did you know Jerry Lee Lewis wasn't just a pedophile, but <laughs> it's very likely he got away with two murders, two murders. Yeah, yeah, I will. I I, I would love to be able to bring that up. I'm going to talk about it if, at, when I see my family at Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, uh, yeah, you can check it at at ADT pod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find me at James Heskey, H-E-S-K-Y. So um, and then you could just uh, just just find me walking around. He will. He walks around a lot. I walk around. Look, so just look, find me. Look for the fellow with the bottle of champagne and the gun. Yeah. <laughs> just waving it, waving it around. <laughs> It's a good time to do that. Nothing, nothing bad happens. No. <laughs> thanks for having me uh, on, guys. This is so much fun. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming a good on, time. Man. Thank you for doing it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.